0: Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have
1: things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. There's only one Rosie on the House. Every Arizona homeowner's happy place. Rosie on the House is here to inform you, protect you, and entertain you. On each and every topic having to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin, whether you're maintaining it, repairing it, or remodeling it, give us a ring and let's see if we can't help you out. one 767 4348 Wherever you hear this in the great state of Arizona, chances are I've been there, and whatever it is you're trying to get done, chances are I've tried it a time or two. Let me put my 48 years of building and remodeling Arizona homes to work for you. You can do that for free by just picking up the phone and calling here anytime in the next hour, one 767 4348 Rosie on the house, every Arizona homeowner's happy place. Boy, we were getting a lot of feedback all week long. Uh, I had a, a couple of new home buyers that are very frustrated that they have been unable to be the first person in the buying list where there are multiple offers in and you're trying to change the order of priority. How can I be the one on the top of the list that the seller will consider selling it to me? One of the techniques is a lot of buyers and some realtors have been recommending, well, maybe we pass on the home inspection. Maybe we tell them we're just going to buy it as is, take a little grief off of them and... uh, Uh, see if that moves us to the top. If you are in that, and and the pace is coming off, so this isn't going to be quite so much, but if you bought a home without a home inspection and now you're sorry for it, uh, here are a couple things I would have you do in the future. When I'm going to buy a home, I'm not only going to have an inspection done, uh, but I'm also going to go to the building department and I'm, I'm going to try and identify visually on the house what isn't original. And I'm going to go to the building department and inspect the permit record for that particular address. That's all public information that you can access very, very easily. I'm going to go to the county assessor's website page and I'm gonna click on the maps section. And then you have to click off on yes, I accept all this 77 pages of small language and talk that I don't understand, yes. And then they give you a sheet where you actually plug in the address. And they will show you the plat of where the lot is, as well as a drawing of the building that's on it. Take a look and see is it consistent with what you're actually seeing on the property. So watch carefully. If you're going to pass up a home inspection, get in touch with your homeowner insurance company and consider getting a rider, not a home warranty. We don't recommend home warranties because you can get the same coverage for a lot less money through your homeowner's insurance policy. And when you get that coverage through homeowner's insurance, you get to pick the contractor not the home warranty company. So there's just a couple of... And, 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 and when you buy, and you... I'm, I am really sorry I have to say this, but when you buy, the sellers have to disclose everything they know about the property that you should know. Assume nothing in that disclosure is correct or honest. And I'm sorry I have to say that, but I've seen thousands of these units thousands of these disclosure statements that are just as crooked as a country mile all right let's see if we can, we do have a caller on let's bring the call around and then I'll get into some of these other materials I want to cover this hour as well as the other uh, questions you've got for me go ahead Robert Bob yes hey Good what
0: morning, you, what what you up, what um, you up to this morning? We're here yeah. Oh, just uh, watch it. We were working in the garden, but then it der- rained on us. So, we're... it brought me to my question about gutters. Okay. So we have existing gutters on our house, and we'd like to have them replaced with um, some leaf filter gutters. Okay. So that I don't have to get up there and clean them um, every year. It might. The project. And I've had a cup. Okay, go ahead. Well. Um, not I'm not about to do it myself okay um, I've had a couple of I've had a couple of bids and they range wildly from about fifty dollars to about thirty dollars a foot
1: installed okay. okay
0: and I was just wondering if you had any advice or might know how much it should cost and and if you might have a vendor
1: well uh, we we, we have one in the screening process right now to try and become Rosie certified. But let me ask you this, Bob. Are the gutters currently working pretty well? Are they tight? Do they leak? Do the downspouts work? Is all the system that's there operable? Nope. Oh, no. Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, no. Okay.
0: We need to have them replaced because uh. the downspouts are going to change and, and they leak.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm not going to give you the contractor's name over the air. Because like I say, they're in screening and I don't want to give them that exposure until we verify, in fact, they're about halfway through screening. The reports look good. Maybe you can be one of our Rosie on the House army of homeowners that help us as the blind shoppers. So hang on, we'll give you, we're will give. we going to put you on hold and give you that particular name and phone number. And then Jennifer, you had... Uh, uh, people reaching out to you all week long you you hit me with about six questions last night and i said well let's cover it on air what where are those what's the status on those
2: okay um well i have several for one thing for bob on hold i'll give you a call back you don't have to hang out and wait for me and get through these um so uh thank you from uh lily who says thank you for teaching me something new each week on your radio show thank you for being at the fall saba show I learned how to be a smarter homeowner and a smarter consumer when I can't do a project by myself.
1: Oh, boy, between, between Lily there and Stacy earlier, I'm, I'm kind of getting a little fat-headed here. Uh-oh. Wow.
2: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was, we had a great audience down there. A lot of people really enjoyed your topic of 10 things uh, to avoid that homeowners do wrong. So we've, that was, a, that
1: was good. We, we filled the seats, and there were people sitting down there actually taking notes. And we recorded that, so we're going to have that also on our YouTube, those 10 things homeowners do wrong. Yeah. All right?
2: And this one says, I'm at a loss at what to do. Now, this reminds me of the call we had last hour. Okay. We are having an issue with a bathroom remodel. The name of the company is Blink.
1: Yep. Not not
2: Rosie on the House. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) And the job is still not complete uh, after two years. I have a huge paper trail and have been getting the runaround. I don't know what to do. I just want my job completed. Any insight would be fantastic.
1: Well, I guess the first thing we do is take the name of that company go to the azroc.gov website, see if we can find their license number. And if they're licensed, then we that homeowner has all the leverage they need to get that job done. If they're not licensed, I'm, I'm, I, I will call them and talk to them, and I'll give them a couple tips and maybe things that might help. But uh, the, fortunately, the other caller um with a problem on a job that can't get done she used a licensed contract that's going to help me but he solve was under it. i know but, but it still, still helps i was going to ask it's still going to help okay good yeah, it's still gonna
2: okay help. good and we do do that work for you if you want a rosie certified partner sorry I, I just, that's right i was just so sad on that last one she not only paid him completely in full he's not done everything's done shoddy she paid him in full and more
1: and and unlisted change orders and it's still yeah. not done. Yeah, so
2: it just yeah. breaks my heart. I mean, yeah,
1: that's aggravating.
2: Yeah, use your gut, people. Use your gut. Um, use next. your mind <laughs> and just go to
1: Rosie on the house. Save well, yourself this aggravation.
2: Well, sometimes there's a feeling of friendship or like somebody's on your side, you know. But people know how to work people. So I'm you know, their friend. I'm yeah, their we're for fr- you need an objective friend. So <laughs> use
3: okay. your gut for a good mafalda. Yeah, yeah, there okay. you, use your your brain go. There you yeah. go.
2: Well, I think they're kind of connected anyway. Um, <laughs> I have woodpecker holes. I have covered and patched them, but how can I make sure the woodpecker relocates?
1: That That's tough. That's really tough. Uh, uh, you're going to motion-activated water sprinklers, I've been told, can get some result. Uh, actually putting a, a, a poorly, what woodpeckers don't like is a lot of red pepper seasoning, Uh putting a flavor on that area that they're pecking can dissuade them to go find some other place to do it. Uh, but as far as reflectors, owls on the, on the, um, fascia, owls, yeah. I, I, I haven't seen those work for very long at all.
2: Well, well, I think what I did worked on ours. We have, uh, that beehive fireplace in the, um, bedroom and they love that, t- that little tin can at the top. The they, arrester,
1: yes, flashing, yeah. Yeah. And, um,
2: so I kept a. They really, only
1: they only like it at 4:30 in the morning.
2: Yeah. So I kept a really high-powered water uh, gun right there. Every time he comes, I run out because I'm already awake, right? So I go out and I squirt him. You know, this year he didn't even come back. I think he just got tired of me. So I outlasted him.
1: And then and then we had the homeowner in Tucson that actually sent me pictures of a of a propane-powered air horn. He taped to the side of the uh, fireplace the chimney and then he ran a release button to his bed and so every time that woodpecker got up there and started hitting his spark arrestor and sending that bone chilling rattling sound through the house he just blew the woodpecker off with a blast of a ship's air horn and that that i thought that was particularly clever as well but getting rid of woodpeckers can be kind of a kind of a big challenge so we've talked about home inspections. We've talked about some of the comments coming in on uh, the Red Notebook. And I'm going to take a break.
3: We'll be back. one 767 That's one rosie for you to join the conversation. Text questions can be sent to four one one nine two three, Or you can email us at info at rosie An interesting article about the use of alternate material in homes, possibly making a surge just because of the uh, craziness of the supply chain for and and how much lumber packages have gone up. They were talking about three D home printings. They were talking about these styrofoam homes and the potential for them to hit the market. The number of people I had in Tucson asking about alternative building materials that had either had a home or in the process of designing, and they were running into exactly what you're going to run into if you go into that. There is very little trade experience in Arizona (laughs) for these things. Um, The 3D printed home that Habitat for Humanity built, they brought in from Texas. So you're shipping in crews from out of state, and what they discovered is there's a very narrow window in the desert in Arizona where you can do 3D printed homes because they were having concrete harden inside <laughs> the pipe as it's being pumped to the home and they had to do all kinds of extra shade and misting and and, and wait for the coldest time of the year so your your building frame has to all then design be scheduled around when you can actually keep that concrete pumping and flowing,
1: squirting out those concrete walls, <laughs>
3: doing your three D printing, and then on the styrofoam, you know it's they tout it as a three to five hundred year home, and that's better than a, a lot of wood frame homes that uh, that are being you know the track production homes life expectancy. But we're still a much bigger fan of a concrete block filled with foam inside not a foam block filled with concrete. It's the, the masonry concrete has been proven for a lot more than 500 years. I mean, just look at any ruins. I mean, Indians that put Montezuma's Castle and the rock dwellers and then the uh, Casa Grande, I mean, they, they didn't have near the technology of compound-mixing soils that we do today. And those structures are still standing, you know, a thousand years later. Well, and like you say— the
1: masonry wall is a way we've been building in Arizona for a hundred years. You don't have to teach your trade people a new way to do something. You've got a lot bigger labor pool, skilled, familiar to working with. I'm still a masonry and, guy. And then you get past the trade. If you're doing it
3: financed, finding somebody that will lend on one That's, of these new alternate, it can be difficult. On top of that, if you let's say you have the cash. But down the road, you go to sell it, finding uh, a cash buyer isn't always realistic. And if the bank isn't, if it's not a structure the bank is going to create a mortgage for,
1: well, then you're stuck now. Make, make sure any product you're looking at is ICBI rated and approved and the mortgage company is comfortable with it because you don't want to get nine months into the planning process and find out you can't get it mortgaged. Let's see, we've got callers lining up. Let's see if we can go to Karen. We've got Karen, Doug, Dee, and uh, Stefa. <laughs> but let's take Karen first. Good morning, Karen.
2: Morning. I uh, love your show, Rosie. Thank you. Uh, I have a water heater in my, in my garage that's on a timer, um, and it's the same wall as the guest bedroom. The timer's very noisy, so I would like to bypass that. How would I go about
1: doing that? Explain to me the timer. Is it a separate box mounted on the wall with a little dial on it, or is yes. it... Okay. And is that plugged into it's, a... It's, uh, coiled, it's
2: coiled to the hot water tank.
1: Okay. So it's it's not plugged in anywhere. It's direct wired. So you're going to be dealing with live electricity to get in there and try and disconnect it. Okay. Um the the timer on it itself the buzzer is busy or when the, or when the circulator comes on the moving water is noisy. What are we trying to eliminate?
2: Okay, so the timer's ticking. Okay. Constantly.
1: Okay, so it's the actual mechanism of the timer that's annoying the guest in the guest bedroom. Correct. Okay. Well, the the only way you're going to be able to fix that is replace the timer. Uh, Is it an all-electric home? Yes. Okay. And are you on a a time-of-use power consumption plan? Are you APS or SRP? APS. Okay. And are you on time-of-use? Yes. Okay. It will behoove you to just get a silent timer, okay? Don't disconnect it. If you're on time of use and you've got that set to never come on, on peak, the price of a new timer is going to pay for itself in very short order. But because it's hot, I've talked about that in today's article about projects you want to do yourself, consider doing yourself, and projects you don't. When I'm doing electric, I have an amp meter that I test the power. I also have a circuit tester that I wave in front of the box. And if it detects any, because sometimes when I go into a junction box and I've got the breaker turned off, there's another circuit to another breaker that's passing through that box. So there's live wires in that box, even though I've got the breaker turned off to the devices I want to work with. Well, for old Rosie, if there's any power in that junction box at all, that's too much for me. So you're going to have to deal with live power I'd tell you to be careful. I'd tell you to get an electrician, and I would encourage you to replace the timer. It will pay for itself, and you won't have to listen to a clicking, talk. Uh, they're they're digital, and, and and set it so it doesn't come on during on peak, and it will pay for itself. As a matter of fact, Karen, I would tell you to contact the APS. I believe they will give you a ta- they will give you a credit or rebate for replacing that timer to help offset the cost as well. Thank you for the kind words about the program. Thank you for the phone call. We have Doug and Dee and one open line if you'd like to try and get in at one 767 4348 right here at your happy place, Rosie on the House.
3: Our weekly to do in this segment, and we will get to that. But we are here in the open hole hour, open to you at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. So let's get to it. Michael's next on the line. Good morning. Welcome to the program.
4: Hi guys. How's it going? Uh, very well. Um, just want to say this sidecar, Mike, out in Mesa.
1: Oh, hey and, man.
4: Uh, uh, we're moving to Kansas.
1: You're doing what? Moving to Kansas. Um, Family, friends,
3: retirement. (laughs) (laughs) You miss the snow. What's what's going on? The Jayhawks are having a great season, but that's about it.
4: (laughs) My wife's mom's 91. She's starting to go downhill. The kids, the grandkids, the great-grandkids all live out there.
1: That'll do it. That'll do it. You've been in, Mike. This place is getting crowded. Yeah, it is getting crowded. Um, I've actually been out to your property a couple times to look at situations over the years. You've been in that home a while. 20 years I've been listening to your show. Mike has actually been used as one of our uh, army of secret shoppers a time or two. I've asked him to do me a favor and say, get a quote from this particular company or get a quote from that particular company. So thank you for all your investigative work you've helped me with.
4: Yeah, but without you i would hate to see where i would have got people to work on this place
1: (laughs) well man we're losing a friend sidecar mike moving to moving to kansas but grandkids are worth it i can tell you that for sure we've got ours moving home from brussels uh to beautiful prescott here just in about another year and a half so i'm excited about that so god bless you mike thank you for the kind words and uh we, we only wish you the very, very best in your new location, and join us by podcast. You can listen to podcasts anywhere in the world, right, Roman? You
3: can stream it live or listen <laughs> to the podcast, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. so safe travels in your journey, and thanks for calling in and giving your farewell. Let's get to D next on the line, who's got an issue we went from. Our water heater. Now we're on to toilets. Good morning, Dee. A lot
1: of callers from Tucson loading up right now. Good morning, Dee.
2: Hi, Rosie. Yes, I have screaming toilets. And I had I asked my handyman about it, and he said it's not in the toilets and the pipes. He said there's nothing you can do about it. There's probably dirt in there. Um, but it should be something I can do about it. Em-
1: em- Imitate is- em- the scream. Let me hear it. I got to hear this.
2: I can go flush one for you. Well, that's
1: it. okay. Do that. Take the phone in there and flush it. Let me hear it.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Going to I mean, Dee's. Going yeah, to Dee's bathroom like, in Tucson. Like... <laughs> we are walking. I need to know if it's My a bathroom. scream or if it's an air hammer. Stay tuned, everybody.
3: Oh, okay.
1: Only at Rosie on the House will you get this education. Okay, I'm not hearing an air hammer, so what I would want you to do, you're probably going to have to go one step above your handyman and go to a plumber, or go to uh, the closest Ace Hardware store you have in your neighborhood and buy a pressure meter. You will then go to the front of the house, if that's where the water comes into the house, or the back of the house, wherever the Uh water comes in, wherever the water manifold is, there's gonna be a hose bib right there, and you you screw, you hand screw. There's no tools required. You just hand screw this valve on there, and you turn the hose bib on with no other water in the house. Now I tell you how much pressure you're getting. To your home, and you ought not be getting any more than about 70 or 75. We really like that around 60 or 65, but there are places in Tucson that are approaching 80 and 90. There's places like that in the Phoenix metro area as well. Let's make sure we're not ex- exceeding our pressure limits. Many plumbing manufacturers actually will void their warranty when they're installed in homes with pressure in excess of 70 psi. Let's do a pressure test and then we'll go from there. That valve, that little meter you're going to buy at Ace Hardware, is going to cost you less than $10. This is something you can do in about 10 minutes. Once you tell me what the pressure is, then I'll be able to take you farther down the line on step by step procedures to get it corrected. This is something that this isn't going to be a big, hateful repair, Miss D. Appreciate the call. Get a pressure test done and let's talk again. Do we want to stay in Tucson, or you want to cover real quick? Your well, oh, let's keep going. Okay, then that that brings us to Doug in Tucson. Good morning, Doug.
4: Uh, hey Rosie, uh, enjoy your show. Thanks for taking my call.
1: Let me ask you a question. Uh, let, let me let me ask you a question before we start. Just of uh, my curiosity, we're getting some some nice big gray. Deep, deep blue, nice storm cloud with some rain up here in Maricopa County. Are y'all seeing any of that yet in Pima County?
4: Actually, I'm not at home right now. No. I'm, I'm somewhere else. <laughs> okay. I'm up in Strawberry.
1: Oh, how about Strawberry? High and dry. Um, y'all seeing any moisture there?
4: Well, it's supposed to rain later. We've got partly cloudy right now.
1: Okay. All right. Let's so go to. We're let's... hoping for rain in, in just a little while. All right, let's go to your question. How can we help you? What you are working on?
4: Well, in uh, in Tucson, in my home in Tucson, uh, is a slump block house. It's kind of a rounded space slump block, and it's painted over. Okay. And um, in a couple of areas, the paint's come off, and it looks like it's crumbling underneath or, or corroding down near the bottom by the foundation. Okay. And I was wondering maybe, Maybe if you knew what's what's causing that or, or uh, have you ever seen something like that before? Yeah. Do you have any
1: sprinklers that are spraying that area of the wall? That's generally a moisture problem. Uh, uh, repeated and often moisture exposure to delaminate the mm-hmm. paint from the block and to cause that kind of issue. Is it a property wall or is it the house wall?
4: Uh. Well, in one spot, it's a house wall.
1: Okay.
4: And there's another spot where uh, it's a wall surrounding kind of a courtyard. Okay. And there's no capstone on it. So I I filled in where they they put cement along the top under where the capstone would be. I kind of filled in little holes around there, thinking maybe water got down in there. But uh, I I wanted to ask you if there were other causes
1: no, it's, it's, it's water. That, that's what's causing that. And I tell you what, Doug, uh, I'll give you my personal cell phone number. And when you get back home to Tucson, I just want you to text me a couple pictures. And uh, once I see uh, the situation, I think I'll probably be able to, to recommend what's causing it. And there's several solutions. The fact that we've got a slump block that's already painted, we can go in there with several products uh, we're going to probably want to take the paint off as much as we can then we're going to want to go through with an epoxy cement that's powder base you mix with water and you trowel apply it the bottom two or three rows of the block and then you can then paint over that that epoxy waterproof uh coating uh is lifetime it'll last forever so uh jennifer let's pick doug up give him my personal cell phone number and uh, doug you get uh that's, I do live it in Pima County. Weekend home in Strawberry. Like Doug's living the life right there, man. How nice is that? That's awesome. I'll watch for the pictures.
3: And going north, just a heads up, if you're coming back, uh, I-17 South is closed from like Pinnacle to Union Hills. Um, check ADOT's time on that. I think they're, I don't think they're opening it back up to like Sunday night. So it may be one of those times you come back Monday morning.
1: Well, Strawberry's he's going to. He's going to duck out through B line. And, Probably. Yeah. But but anybody else north? Anybody else north in the flag? You know, that backup, that A dot improvement of 17 hasn't caused near the backup I thought it would cause this whole summer. But boy, I'm sure glad they did it. I, I need to write Doug Ninsel and give him a thank you letter. That I 17, it was brutal. God, <laughs> man.
3: Yeah. Well, before we get to our weekly to do on stud finders, we've got a, a Frank calling from Prescott. With a question on studs. Let's bring Frank into the conversation. Good morning and welcome to the program.
0: Good morning, gentlemen. My question is, what's your opinion on timber strand studs versus conventional 2 by 4
3: Are you looking to build a home? Is that why you're asking?
0: That's correct. Well, and and I regularly volunteer with Habitat up here. So I'm looking for ways to reduce waste and to uh, increase efficiency and I was thinking, well, maybe we go to Timber Strand and if we have less waste and go to two foot centers instead of sixteen inch, the cost will be the same, but we'll get much a better construction, much better walls. So
3: you know, if you're doing a lumber package, I you know, it's it's as good an option as any. What he's talking about is you've seen sheets of plywood. Well then we got sheets of OSB now where they take the sawdust and everything and they compress it, glue it together and they make a sheet well they they make studs out of it it's basically an osb stud is uh what what are talking about and it comes uh, packaged one of the things that i like about uh the osb and the uh, what are you, the, the 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 timberland s- straw strand studs <laughs> yeah there you go oh, trying to say that 10 times fast the because it's compressed, you don't get any warping. You know, a lot of times when you get a lumber package, especially if it's wet, Boing. delivered on site, you <laughs> cut the metal bands <laughs> off and you got boards that, you know, immediately curl up and twist. Or when you see a home, a, a wood foam home be framed, it's it stays that way for a long time. And you, and you notice the roofing sheathing goes on top. Then you notice a bunch of concrete tile gets set on top. And the reason that concrete tile is sitting there for at least, I think it's like 30 days, is it's to allow the lumber below to get used to the weight so it can ingest, torque, bend, creak, cringe. You don't want to put all your drywall on before that or your stucco because then you're going to end up with all these pop nail heads and twisted wood. And you don't get nearly that if, if it's almost completely reduced when you go to an engineered stud. So... If, if you're building with wood, it's it's a decent option. But, you know, we, we I I just can't bring myself to
1: build a home out of wood. And he, and he was talking about efficiencies if, and, and less waste and uh, working for Habitat. Uh, I'm, I am I agree. If, if you're going to build in wood, it'd be a great option. And the fact that you grow your spacings out to 24 and your lumber package is about the same price, I think it'd be a great idea. Yeah. And,
3: and if you've got depending on wall site height and everything um, you know you, you can get it it'll go up to 30 feet but you can get it ordered to the size you want so you don't have to go cut you know if, nice if you've got a nine foot ceiling well they don't make nine foot studs they make ten foot so you got to cut a foot off of each one well on these engineered ones I, I believe you can get it uh better custom ordered so you don't. one more way you reduce that rate waste and then again like he was saying you don't have to go you can go
1: two foot on center so you don't need as many studs in the wall Romy, if we take this last caller we can finish the show having taken every call we got let's see if we can get to this one last call real quick okay lynn good morning welcome to the program
2: good morning can you hear me yes very well i i have a question for you My house was built in 1970, and I've been told that in that particular time frame, the uh, people building the house could use up the supplies they had on their truck that day. So if they had some aluminum wiring and they had some copper, there was no rule that said they had to use copper. So, therefore, I know that my house has both aluminum and copper wiring, and I would like to know what is the best solution for me to go in and correct this issue to make my house safe.
1: All right, Ms. Lynn. Are you familiar with our website, rosiellenhouse.com?
2: A little bit.
1: Okay. If you'll go to our website, rosiellenhouse.com, up in the upper right hand of the home page it says find a partner now you'll click on that you'll type in your zip code you'll type in what you're looking for it says need help with question mark you'll just go to the electrician click on electrician and plug in your zip code and hit search and the Rosie certified electricians closest to you uh, generally will pop up and i would tell you have one of them have it, it would be worth it for you to have the peace of mind of knowing where is the aluminum. There are safety precautions and protocols that you can do. So aluminum is safe as long as it's not being used in the uh, receptacles and switches throughout the house. And at the point it's there, we're going to want to do what's called a copper pigtail on everything. When electricity moves through aluminum it vibrates the aluminum wire and it causes the screws on those devices to back out. Then that creates a little hole, a gap of area of spark for the electricity to have to jump across to make the connection. That's why aluminum is dangerous. If they have aluminum on your big appliances, every place that is done, they're actually anchored with big lug nuts and they won't back out. So, Reach out to Mighty Electrician, Evanson Electric, Fox Valley Electric in the Phoenix Metro area, and see if one of them can't come out there and do an assessment for you at the house. We certainly appreciate the call, Miss Lynn. That will put your mind at ease. And yes, a lot of aluminum was used in the 70s. <music>
3: our weekly to-do has to do with having the proper stud finder in your toolbox. Might be a little decorating and rearranging this time of year, getting ready for guests and friends to come in. And, you know, the stud finder's pretty self-explanatory. But if you're fairly new or like the gentleman who called this week and needed help fixing a one-foot-by-one-foot patch of drywall, um, a stud is a metal... (laughs) I'm, it can be a metal, uh, and, and mostly commercial application, but a wood beam that is part of your wall structure, and that is where you want to hang anything that has any kind of structural weight required. There's plenty of great fasteners and hangers and butterfly fasteners and uh, that you can put into drywall that'll take a load of you know 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. If you're doing two of them you know maybe maybe you could push over 100 pounds but you know if if it's something that could fall and hurt somebody you want it anchored securely so you want to make sure you get it into the wood stud of the of your home and so finding that proper stud uh, requires a good stud finder and we've got a couple that we use through the east door by franklin sensors there's the 710 and then the 6t I like the 710 because it's a series of LED lights the whole thing's all over seven inches long and it has a leveler on it so it uh, it works also great as a leveling device as well you can kind of
1: a mix of a torpedo level and a stud finder in one I like that it shows you the outside edges of the stud so you can you can actually find exactly where is the center of that stud
3: and not risk just getting the side of it and thinking you've got a good bond but you've only got a splinter fraction of the wood beam itself so
1: you're hanging pictures or artwork or something in about and around the inside of your house we would highly recommend put getting your hands adding a stud finder to your toolbox, they're not horribly expensive. You'll find them extremely useful, and you can find them on our website rosyonthouse.com at the e commerce store. And for whatever reason, studs
3: are a half inch smaller than they say. When you hear two by four, it's really <laughs> not two inches, it's an inch and a half by three and a half inches. When you hear two by six, well, it's an inch and a half by five and a half. I, I don't know why, but it's always a half inch shorter. Than the name, I don't know why we just didn't cut it to a full two inches, or is that we to did. give we a half to. inch of the drywall? So now you've got no, two
1: no. full inches with with stud and drywall. We actually we actually did used to cut them a full two, and then we get and remodel in remodeling the historic districts. You run, you, you get then, the real stuff. Then you have to custom order everything or shim everything to make it work. So and we just got you know, figured out over
3: the years we could get away with less. Yep. Cut it cut it shorter, get more planks per, per
1: log, I guess. Yeah, And who would want to say, hey, pass me a one-and-a-half by three-and-a-half? <laughs> I mean, who would, hey, hey John, bring me a one-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, 49 and 16 long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my biggest takeaway for the show today is I want you Arizona homeowners to know about our YouTube channel, which is having videos added to it on a regular basis now. Check it out on our webpage, rosieonthouse.com, our YouTube segment right now is on roof tarping. You might want to watch it. When you watch it, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. You'll get every new video we produce.